What is up you guys? Welcome back to the Split Decision Podcast. I am Elias Blanco and today is the second installment of the Sunday Rant Shows. Today is November 3rd, 2019 and I'm pretty tired. Um, I stayed up late last night watching the UFC 244 and the Zone Boxing events and then I woke up early because I had to babysit my little sibling so um, I'm a little groggy right now but I'm going to make it through it, but today we have to talk about the fights, and holy shit, what a night for fights, um, for both boxing and MMA, so without further ado, stick around. Alright, so UFC 244, man, what a great fucking main event, man, it was literally everything that I expected, I expected two OGs of the game. To not hold back on each other. Just straight leather. Throwing straight leather at each other, man. And it was really everything that I I hoped and asked for. Man, oh man. I wish it didn't stop the way it did. We'll get to that in a little bit. But the fight was just super exciting, man. Um, it, was, it was so entertaining, too. Like, at the beginning of the fight, Jorge faked like he was running. He was running to throw a knee like he did with Ben Askren and made a joke about it. And, you know, Nate Diaz was, wasn't having any of that. He was like, come on. Come on, man. Let's fight. It was funny because you could see, you could really see the difference between, you know, the East Coast, the East Coast style of Jorge Masvidal and then the West Coast, um, the West Coast style of uh, Nate Diaz. And what I mean by that, I just mean by like their demeanors and their attitudes in the cage. So as the fight's going on, you know, they're, they're talking and they're really throwing a lot. Masvidal, Masvidal was throwing hard hard punches hard kicks really hard snappy kicks throughout the entire fight kept hitting um nate, uh, nate diaz with the with the front roundhouse kick right to the stomach man that that shit hurts and the way he pops it out so fast so speedy so so aggressive man it's really good to watch but you know, as you like, if you see through the fight, you know Masvidal is, you know, picking up the pace. You know, utilize, um, capitalizing on Nate Diaz being flat-footed and being a little slow in the first round, and he actually caught him with a nice combination where I think he caught Nate and he fainted, and Masvidal hit him with a head kick, which opened up two big gash—well, not big gashes, but two gashes. On his, I think, left eyebrow and below the left cheek. And, you know, that was a problem for Nate Diaz going further during the fight. But it wasn't like Nate Diaz was, like, out of it, you know. Even though I feel like Masvidal won, you know, all three rounds before the stoppage. I think that I think that Nate Diaz was catching him. And I think that, you know, towards round four and five, he would have... He would have... I feel like he would have won those rounds because it seemed like... No matter what, Nate Diaz was going at the same pace the entire time, which keeps him, which keeps um, his cardio real well. And I felt like Jorge, you know, even though he says he wasn't, you know, gassing out, I can just tell by his demeanor that, you know, in the first round, real aggressive. Second round, same thing. Third round, it's kind of a change of pace. Feeling it was kind of like he was trying to conserve energy, um, fighting. But man, it was a great fight. Um, both of them just. Both of them, you know, re- worked really well in the clinch. Uh, both of them really 
had really nice boxing. Uh, Masvidal especially, man. That man, that man clocked Nate Diaz so hard um, multiple times, and it's a credit to Nate Diaz of how how tough that chin is, man. Because any of those other um, any of those other punches would have connected with any other fighter, they would have gone out because Masvidal was hitting them right on the chin, right on the money, and Diaz was just taking them like a champ. So. That 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 alone, you know, had my attention. Had this fight become so entertaining, but also when you take into account um, Masvidal showboating and you know just um you know just you know talking to uh, Nate and you know um answering him on, it, it really made for an entertaining fight. But man, that freaking doctor stoppage at the beginning of the fourth round, before the fourth round started, man. What a, what a, what an irony to have the baddest motherfucker belt, a belt to determine who the real baddest motherfucker is, to end in a doctor stoppage. That doesn't really sound that bad either. That sounds like the polar opposite. It sounds like a soft, a soft ass bitch belt. But, you know, you know, New York, you know, New York is kind of new to the MMA game. I remember when Mike Chandler uh, had a, a, a foot injury. Um, in Bellator, and uh, they thought he broke his foot, but it was just some, it was like a nerve thing that happened, it's just weird, you know, New York's kind of weird, and they're kind of like, a little like controversial, when it comes to MMA, I remember, I remember beginning of the year when they had uh, the New York, uh, a New York card in UFC, uh, they stopped the TJ Dillashaw, Henry Cejudo fight a little early, so, I wasn't really surprised, but again, I was everybody. Everybody in the bar that I was at was super disappointed as long as as much as I was. But you know, at the end of the day, I didn't feel like I was left. I was left wondering what would happen because I feel like I feel like Masvidal, you know, solidified that he was going to win that fight. Um, he just he dominated all three rounds before the fight was stopped. Um, you know. Even when he had Diaz on his back, um, he was aware that, you know, he could get caught in um, in any submission hold because, you know, Diaz is a, a master on the ground when it comes to jiu-jitsu. But he was just pounding him, man, and he just, he just became the aggressor, and he had the octagon control. So I wasn't really, it wasn't, there wasn't anything left to be desired in that fight, but it was disappointing to see the ending of that bout. So, yeah, I mean... I feel bad for the doctor because I'm pretty sure, like, after the fight, he got, like, probably, like, a bunch of death threats. Someone probably found his info, and they were, like, t- sending him threats, you know, telling him you're you're a terrible doctor for stopping the fight. But, you know, he was just trying, he was just trying to do his job and, uh, you know, protect the fighters, even though Nate Diaz had had much worse cuts in his career. And he's very vulnerable, he's very prone to getting cut easily, so it's not... That's 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 why that's why it's like very disappointing to me. But where where do both fighters go from here? They both said they wanted a rematch, right? But Dana White said he's not interested in booking that just yet. Which um I kind of I kind of feel the same way just because I feel like you you don't really need this right now. Um Jorge uh Jorge just won the BMF belt. It's one of one. 
So I feel like because it's one of one and this is the only time a BMF belt is going to happen, I feel like you should just leave it here. Even though, even though there was a doctor stoppage, Jorge was winning the fight comfortably. Um, and, you know, a lot of people said, you know, when rounds four and five come around, uh, Diaz will pick up the pace. But at the end of the day, Jorge won the first three rounds. So no matter what, Jorge was going to win the fight. Uh, that's how I feel the, the judges saw it too. Um, but I think for Jorge, after winning the BMF belt, he's going to get the winner of uh, Kamaru Usman and Colby Covington for the real welterweight strap. And then as for Nate Diaz, he's going to find another money fight. I feel like, I mean, Connor having him having a trilogy fight with Connor is a must before his career ends. Uh, who else? Who else? There's not really any big money fights, you know. Mm, trying to think. I mean, he could fight Cowboy again, but that's not really a big, that's not really a, a big money fight for him. Yeah, I feel like for him, it's either they're gonna make the Masvidal rematch, or they're gonna have a trilogy fight with Connor. But I don't see anything else for him just because no one has proven themselves to be, you know. A big money fight for Nate Diaz just yet, um, but yeah, I think Jorge Jorge did did what he had to do. I knew that he was gonna win. Uh, I said he was gonna stop him, but I didn't think it was gonna be a doctor stoppage. So I mean, I'm glad that I'm glad that I got my prediction right because I got the Ben Askren prediction wrong last week. But I'm just upset that you know it it, it ended in a doctor stoppage, but. As for as for Nate Diaz, man, he just has to fight Connor. But uh, big shout out to Kevin Lee, man, to open the car with a, a head kick knockout, man. That that is crazy. So you know, hopefully this um this brings him up in the the lightweight rankings. I know he hasn't been he hasn't his last fight before um, fighting Gillespie. He fought at welterweight. So hopefully this brings him back to um, title contention in the lightweight division. But yeah, that's my thoughts on the UFC 244 main event. And uh, let's get on to that boxing. Alright, so DeZone was gracious enough to air the Canelo fight after the UFC 244 event. Well, it was good and bad because good because now I don't have to, you know, focus from screen to screen. Um, trying to decide, trying to, you know, just pick apart each fight while they're while they're going simultaneously i get to dissect each fight one by one the bad thing is it was late as hell like i i was fucking dead and we were at buffalo wild wings and i did not want to be there because all my energy was gone especially because boxing is a much slower paced sport sometimes and uh, but the canelo fight holy shit holy shit what what canelo has done is nothing short of phenomenal going up two weight classes going up 15 pounds not only to win the wbo light heavyweight belt but to knock out sergey karatonov knock him out cold man i am so amazed by canelo because every fight every fight he has he's a different fighter his fighting style is different when he when he fought uh, Daniel Jacobs did not look he did not look the same 
how he fought today, man. He, you know, even though uh, Sergey Kovalev kept um, um, con- um, punching with volume, he kept throwing volume. Um, he was throwing like really soft punches and wasn't really pulling the trigger on his on his right hand, which was interesting because that's what everybody was worried about coming into this fight because him being the bigger fighter and him being known as a a real power puncher and being a volume striker that was a a worry but it really it looked like it didn't really phase Canelo now even though Canelo seemed like he was getting outboxed because he was um he was not throwing a lot and Sergey kept connecting with these like you know pillow hand ass jabs Canelo was a real a real counterfighter man that the counterfighting of Canelo's really threw um, Kovalev off because Kovalev off because um, man I don't know he just he really he really threw him off man and especially when he countered he countered with um, power punches and it showed in the in the in the statistics where um, early in, um, throughout the rounds he was landing over forty percent uh, power punches. Uh, as opposed to, I think, uh, Kovalev's like 15 to 18%. And even though Kovalev seemed like the more active, man, uh, Canelo was the more effective. And it was, just a, it was just a pattern throughout the 11 rounds where Kovalev seemed like he was throwing, but he was never pulling the trigger on his punches. And, he was, and whenever he tried to pull the trigger... He really could not connect with Canelo. Canelo was, you know, of course, Canelo has world-class footwork, and he was just moving um, in circles, moving at different angles to, you know, disrupt Kovalev's rhythm. He His parrying, man, when he, even when Kovalev was just throwing the jabs, like, throughout the rounds, his, he just parried them and really just made, made Kovalev frustrated. Um, his counters, man, counter, counter hooks... Man, those those were some hard ass. I haven't seen Canelo throw that hard since since the Triple G fight. Those counters were crazy. I remember he threw his counters were reminding me of kind of the first Triple G fight where you know he was moving around a lot in the ring and you know just throwing a lot of counter hooks and he was just being the faster fighter, utilizing his speed. But that 11th round, that combo, oh my gosh, he, he didn't destroyed Kovalov with that combo. I was so amazed and I'm not going to lie. I had to watch it back again because, uh, through, uh, I had to see how it was set up because I was starting to fall asleep a little bit because, you know, Kovalov was, it was a little late. And it was getting the fight was getting a little slow, but then that that eleventh round woke me up real quick. But yeah, it's just it's crazy to think that Canelo is now a four a four weight division champion. He went up two weight classes to get that light heavyweight belt, man. And it's it's gonna be interesting what to, what what happens next with Canelo because Kovalov. I mean, Kovalov is staying at light heavyweight. I mean, even if even with this KO lost. He will bounce back with a, a, a tune-up fight, uh, maybe a couple tune-up fights, and then fight for maybe even a WBC and IBF or a, or even the WBO uh, light heavyweight strap. It, 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 it just it just depends. But 
Canelo, I mean, what's next for Canelo? Because he does have, he could he could defend it, and he could uh, defend the WBO light heavyweight belt and stay at the light heavyweight division. Or I feel like he should go down back to his natural weight or close to his natural weight at middleweight or um, at super middleweight. Um, it's really interesting to see because Canelo, I mean, Canelo can jump he showed that he can jump around and wait and, and be successful so it really just depends on it really just depends on what golden boy has for him uh super middleweight seems very interesting you know there's uh there's intriguing fights there i already said that you know i feel like his toughest test would be against billy joe saunders because billy joe just has a style that will really fr- will really frustrate canelo because he is nimble, he is, he has probably the best footwork in the middleweight in that middleweight division. No matter it's junior middleweight, um, regular middleweight, or uh, super middleweight, um, I think Billy Joe Sounds would be the most difficult test. He could also do um, uh, a fight between uh, Jamar Charlo, who who, do, who does have a fight in December, but after that fight, they could probably negotiate that, or he can fight. Um, Demetrius Andrade, which um, is another middleweight champion, uh, I believe he's the IBO. I think he's the IBO middleweight champion. I'm not 100% sure, but he's one of the the four major middleweight champions. I feel like that would be an easier test for um, that would be an easier fight for them to make because Demetrius does fight for DAZN as well. He fight he has an exclusive contract with DAZN, so I think that would be an easier fight to negotiate. And um, always the, uh, there's always a possibility of a trilogy fight with Triple G. Um, obviously, boxing wants to make money because boxing is not as popular as it used to be. And every fight they book with Canelo seems like it's going to be their very last fight in existence. So that's always a possibility. But for Canelo, man, it's really the he really has a bunch of options because now he can he can fight. At light heavyweight and see what the what um what it's like up there but man he i feel like there's too many potential big money fights at middleweight for him not to have his next fight at middleweight but overall man that fight you know just he really just wowed me with how how natural and how easy he was he was able to transition from from being a middleweight to fighting 15 pounds heavier and you know what he also made my predictions right even though i said it was by decision canelo won and that's all that matters to me i'm two for two this week on predictions that's all that matters to me and uh canelo has a bunch of fights waiting for him shit god damn Thank you guys for tuning in for the second installment of the Sunday Night Rant Podcast. Um, quick correction. I know that in the beginning of the boxing segment, I said Sergey Karatonov instead of Kovalov. Uh, I was watching a Sergey Karatonov uh, uh, MMA bout, uh, the bout between him and Andrei Arlovsky earlier today. So that's why his, his, his name was fresh in my mind. But other than that, uh, what did you guys think of the fights? Was it... Did it live up to your expectations? Uh, what did you think about the stoppage, uh, the UFC stoppage? Did you think it was bullshit? Did you think it was um, the doctor made the right decision? 
But uh, stay tuned to this Thursday um, because a special Thursday podcast because in MMA I will be talking about the one championship main event between uh, Joshua Paccio versus Rene Catalan for the one championship strawweight belt. And in boxing, I will be talking about the DAZN boxing event or the shit show, I should say, between Logan Paul and KSI the rematch. Two YouTubers fighting, holy fuck, and they're headlining a card that involves Billy Joe Saunders, holy shit. But anyways, guys, I love you guys, thank you, thank you for listening in, stay tuned to the journey, and as always, this one's for the culture.